What's up, War Fam? You know what time it is. Today we're talking cryptic writings. Let's, Let's get, get into this. Alright guys, what's up horror fam, what's up out there, and welcome to the Horror Chronicles Podcast. I'm your host Ryan, and with me as always, my main man, my co-host, JT, in the house. What's up everybody? That's right guys, uh, and as you heard, we're going to be talking about some cryptic writings. Yes. But before we do that, we're going to jump into a little bit of business real quick. If you're just listening oh, yeah. to this on uh, iTunes and Spotify, all them good places like that, and you're not following us on our Facebook page, guys, come check us out. It's growing tremendously every day. Yeah, um, We're pretty active on there, and that's the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, send us a DM if you guys want to tell a story or possibly get on the show. All that good stuff. We also have a community there. You guys could join our Facebook community and uh, start a conversation, post some cool Horror-related stuff. We try to pride ourselves on our page being a horror page. We don't post any kind of other bullshit in there. So we do horror and horror. <laughs> you know, that's paranormal, too, you know. Oh, and we also do that uh, horror. horror yeah, horror yeah. shit, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. all that all that creepy shit, you know, paranormal stuff, all that good stuff. So come on over, guys. Check us out. And um, we also do a live show the last Saturday of the month, and we can actually have a conversation with you guys live on here. Yeah. And uh, however many people are there, we'll keep talking to you guys. So, yeah, and now we're going to be trying to broadcast that out on both uh, Facebook and YouTube. Yes, uh, we're yep. going to try and get that all squared away and be doing uh, two channels at one time. And speaking of YouTube. Check out our YouTube page, guys. Um, right now, we're only posting our podcast stuff on there. However, we got some, uh, f- you know, some stuff in the works for yeah, you guys. Yeah. That's going to be pretty cool, we got pretty some cool fun. Shit coming. Yeah, and you know, investigations, things like that. It's going to be a really cool time. You guys will meet probably some new people, and uh, it's going to be awesome. So check out our YouTube page, guys, as well. Horror Chronicles podcast, and you'll find us on YouTube. Fairly easy, guys. Oh yeah. Uh, where else can they find us, JT? Uh, you can find us every Friday night, uh, 9 Central, 10 Eastern, on CraniumRadio.com. CraniumRadio.com, yeah. Check them out, even if it's not to just listen to us. I mean, they've got great music, great DJs. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome station. Yep, you guys check them out all the time. Sure I'm going to throw some props out to my buddy Tony over at Beyond FM out of St. Louis. Beyond FM's doing some really cool stuff. Uh, they support the local music scene. So uh, all these local music acts in the St. Louis area get to uh, hear their stuff on the radio. Boom, there you go. Hell yeah. Shout out. Uh, and also, guys, if you're looking for some merch, we got some really good merch on tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Tpublic, guys. Don't, Type- for- don't forget the L. Yeah, <laughs> we've done that. Yeah. I mean, it's a good time, but you won't get a shirt. You won't. <laughs> you might get something on your shirt. Yeah. So yeah, guys, tpublic.com and type in Horror Chronicles and or the Horror Chronicles podcast, any of that stuff, and uh, yeah. you'll see our beautiful merch up there and yeah. uh, and our lovely faces. Yes, yes, yes. And we, uh, you know, we're trying to uh, come up with some new stuff. I kind of drew up a design today I really like, and we're gonna work on it. We're gonna work it. See what happens, guys. But that is the business. Business. The business. Business so, yeah, has guys. been handled. So, yeah, um, we are going to talk about some cryptic writing. And by that, we mean some 
Books that are unique yes. <laughs> in their yes. own right. Uh, you know, call them books, uh, tomes, manuscripts, yeah. grimoires, whatever you want to call them. Uh, we've run across some really creepy ones that you may or may not want to read. Yes. And, uh, yeah, you know, just like that Ouija board, don't let it get you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got a little bit to talk about a Ouija board, too. but Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, so uh, let's jump into some stuff. What well, do you want to jump jump into it? What do you want to jump into first here? Well, you know, that depends on which direction you want to go here. I tell you what, we'll rock this shit out and just go with the flow. Mm, we're gonna go with the flow. And if you fucking end up talking for an hour and a half, then Man, I'm sweating. I'm leaving in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here by myself. Uh, go ahead. No, all my horror peeps. Let's jump into this. Let's jump into so, whatever you want to talk about. Well, you know. When we talked about doing this episode, I kind of left it vague. Um, I was hoping that you guys would uh, go in a direction that you went, um, which was kind of a shock because they never really do what I want them to. Yeah. Um, oh, which, by the way, Asshole. Breezy is not here tonight. <laughs> she had some stuff going on, so uh, it's just Ryan and I, and we're going to handle it. We're going to handle this fucking um, business. So, no, it, it was really cool because... You know, you went down the route, you went down one route, and I went down a completely different route, and it's going to be a fun conversation, because I've got uh, all kinds of stuff here I want to mention. And, cool, uh, cool. And, uh, yeah. and so, yeah. Well, I mean, we, you know, we can talk about a few things, like um, everyone knows, you know, about Nostradamus. Yes. You know, yes. and um, he predict it they say i mean now granted you can kind of uh i guess interpret his writings different ways and you have to interpret it in different ways you know um but he predicted quite a few things and most of it you know is a lot of it came true and what was interesting about nostradamus is nostradamus you've probably got it in your notes it was like early 1503 to yeah. uh, 1566 yeah. um you know a lot of his predictions that he came up with were stuff well that we his. see now yeah well you know well i mean you know one of them just so that's more recent for everyone is 911 okay you know that's pretty much a couple quotes from him he said you know um the earth shaking fire the earth shaking fire from the center of the the earth will close tremors around or cause tremors around the new city. So the new city, New York, big city, um, two great rocks will, will war for a long time. Then Arethusa will red, will redden a new river. So basically the war, between us and, you know, and I mean, it was bloody war. It's been going on for, oh, what, yeah. 15 years now yeah. more? So, you know, um, also, while the, what they interpret from that, too, um, there was another quote from him. He said, two steel birds will fall from the sky in the new, in the metropolis. The sky will burn at 45 degrees latitude. So, New York sits at 40 degrees latitude. Wow. That's cool. You know, so just stuff like that, like with Notre Dame, everyone knows who he is. I want to mention him be just because, you know, you have to, just to show, you know, the respect or whatever you want to call it. 
uh, in the situation we're talking about. He wrote a lot of cryptic writings. He wrote a lot of things that uh, ended up coming true, and a lot of them were not good things. You know, not yeah. good for not yeah. good for everybody. So, mm-hmm. and there's, uh, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that he's predicted. I don't want to get too much because a lot of people have done yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah, you know. there's uh, several books that have come out with his predictions and. You know, I mean, there's you got to take it at face value, though. I mean, yes, some of his stuff, you know, you look at it and you could, like you said, you could interpret it completely different, completely different than say, you know, I could read that and say, okay, this is what this means. Ryan could read it and uh, no, that means something different to Uh me. You know, it all depends on your frame of mind and your interpretation of it. Uh, It's just like the Bible. The Bible's the same way. Yeah, you know, it all depends on who reads it, on how it's interpreted. One hundred percent. You know. You know. Um, yeah, uh, and like I said, guys, I'm not going. We're not going to talk pretty much anymore about Nostradamus. Everybody knows him. There's been yeah. a ton of podcasts, ton of all that shit. So. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Something I did look into though was the Egyptian Book of the Dead, mm. which is pretty cool, um, and it goes all the way back to uh, the old, what they call the Old Kingdom, which is circa. You know, 2,649 BCE. Nice. So, I mean, it's way back. Um, you know, uh, and they call it, back then it would have been like pyramid text. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. that's what they would have. Um, and it's full of like incantations and spells and stuff for uh, basically the afterlife. You know, and they would, uh, it was mainly meant for rich the the high elite you would right, say right um like the pharaohs the pharaoh stuff. stuff but it also over time went down to like the scribes because okay. the scribes are very important uh in that time yes they were yes. actually scribes were high up at that time um in the, high in the food chain. in the food chain of the humanity back then um so yeah i mean there's some cool you can look up some cool uh different i say egyptian book of the dead but there's you know, there's different ones, and um, they're talking about different stories of people who have passed, and there's one particular one, you know, with uh, a scribe, uh, Nubius, I think is his name, or something like mm-hmm. this. And um, when he passes, it shows him going down. He talks to Anubis, who um, is carrying uh a what's the name of it? I'm gonna kick myself in the face for not saying or not remembering the name. The basically it's the key to get to the other side. Right. See, you, Anubius was the god of the underworld. Yes, yeah. and basically, you know, he you you don't always get to go to the other side. Right. Right. You so have to be chosen. The, well, the way they do it is kind of like a justice system. They wage your sin. They mm-hmm. wage you like the the weighing of the souls is what they called it. They wage your soul. And uh, you either made it over or you didn't. And that's all there was to it, you know? And um, it's a pretty cool writing on it. Yeah. Uh, the history is really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, the Egyptians. It's funny. I've been fascinated with Egyptian, uh, I guess, folklore, I guess is mm-hmm. what you could call it, uh, for a long time. I mean, it just the way they thought about life and just the different things that they did and, and how they treated their they're dead, you know. I mean, just it was freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, they had a lot of respect and, for 
the body after it passed away. Yeah, a lot you know. of time went into in your soul. They had they had a certain uh, belief on how the soul left the body and how it was transferred to yep. uh, the other side. The other side. Yeah. If you went, <laughs> you know, a lot of and that's the thing though. Also about it is that they didn't really. You may not got a chance to go to the other side if you weren't higher up mm. in the food chain. So gotcha. what's the way they looked at it? Right. You know. Right. Um, so there's it's it's really cool history. Really cool yeah. history. That's and cool. like I said, guys, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Same thing goes for the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of and it's basically just a spells and incantations and things like that that can help you procedures that can help you get to the other side you you talk about tibet tibet's got a really interesting funeral custom it's called the tibetan sky burial Mm -hmm. um if you guys don't know what that is if you're you know if, if you've got a strong stomach get on youtube and type in tibetan sky burial basically what they do is they take your corpse out into a field and they tie a chain around you and chain and a stake to the ground and then they fillet your body open, and then they leave it. And what happens is, is these vultures come, and they pick all the flesh off your bones and fly off with it. And that is called a Tibetan sky burial. Uh, very gruesome, but I can see why they do it. I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's a, you know, you know, it's custom. It's custom. It's a custom. Yeah, it, well, and like I was saying with the Egyptians, kind of, you know, it's what got you to the other side. Right. You know, it's you had to go through this procedure to be able to get to the other side. You know, so That's cool. yeah, there's some couple cool ones, guys, that you guys can check out um, and go in depth in if you want. Who knows? We may go in depth on another episode about one or two of them. Oh yeah, um, but, we need to do an Egyptian episode sometime. Oh yeah, for sure. Because uh, they've got some really cool stuff. Oh yeah, hundred percent, man. So uh, what you got boiling so, over there? I kind of went in a different direction on this. Um, there's some stuff that we're going to lead back to with Ryan uh, that we had talked about in previous episodes that have to be talked about in this episode, but I kind of went in a different, different direction. I looked at it as in uh, cursed books, uh, cursed manuscripts, grimoires, whatever, however you want to say it. Uh, and there's several out there, and as I started doing research into it, uh, some of these really creep me out, you know. Um, it, there's a big one that I'm going to talk about in depth here, but uh, I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. There's some others that I want to mention and just give us a little short, little short deal on it. So uh, what I'm talking about as far as cursed books are these books that are out there, but you are told to read at your own risk. Um, A lot of these books have caused, uh, honestly, have caused death in some people. They're cursed. If you read these books, something bad's going to happen. And that's kind of what I've got in my list. And some of these are really big and really going to mess you up here. So the first one I want to talk about is uh, there is a book out there it's actually two books. It's called The Untitled Grimoires. Uh, basically, because there's no title for them, it was two books that were sold in 2013, 
which was not that long ago. Mm-hmm. They were sold in 2013 on by an online bookseller. These books were both sold for $13,865. Damn. That's a lot of dough. For a book and A book. lot of dough. Even two of them. So these books were, the claim on these books is, is they were witches' spell books. And if you read these things, if you are not a witch, there's going to be some serious problems going on. Um, so I just want to read you a little excerpt from a, from a website that I found. It says, uh, it says the, un, uh, the untitled grimoires is a set of two handwritten spiral-bound spell books. Like I told you, they were sold online by an unknown seller to an unknown purchaser. They were sold for, like I said, $13,865. The books were handwritten in the 1960s by... uh, I'm going to mess this up because I'm not good with names, but it was Persephone... Arbraste Irene. Okay, sorry if I messed up that middle name, <laughs> but uh, she was the high. She was a high priestess of Wicca. Uh, she supposedly led her own coven. All 250 pages are filled with incantations, spells, enchantments, and details on how to summon spirits and demons. But, there's a big but here, the seller warned buyers that any non-believers who messed with the books would bring a deadly curse upon themselves. Persephone herself explicitly tells readers in big words, right at the beginning of the books, she wrote, to those not of the craft, the reading of these books is forbidden. Proceed no further, or justice will exact a swift and terrible retribution, and you will surely suffer at the hand of the craft. Thought it was kind of cool. Hell yeah. Uh, And no one knows where these books are. No. Nobody knows where they're at. They They were purchased by an unknown buyer, and... We have no idea what happened to them. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. So the stuff. unknown buyer and an unknown seller. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> that is what is considered the untitled grimoires. So that's pretty cool, though. You know, and my thing is like too with that, and they say reading these books or whatever. Uh, I believe in things like this. However, I believe also that you, if you're not mentally strong, you can allow yourself to fucking... We've talked about that before. You can allow yourself to fucking let it affect Um, you to the point to where you you may die because you're so focused on You're so freaked out. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's a good point. I mean, to put such a bold statement like that at the front of a, uh, you know, a book... uh, it would possibly freak somebody out 
to the point. See, and there's some while we're talking about witchcraft or whatever. Yeah. I want to talk. Yeah. We're going to do another episode on witchcraft, yeah. but like you know, there's a couple books who. <clears throat> this is the actual name of a book, and it actually looks like a really cool book. I wouldn't mind buying it myself just to check it out and see what's going on. The book is awesome looking. Um, it's called Wikipedia. W i c c a. Isn't that on the internet? Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia was W i c c a. Oh, I got you, Wicca. Yep, and um, it's a really cool book, a beginner's book on you know witchcraft and whatnot, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and then a couple other ones here I want to mention as far as witchcraft goes. Um, Buckland's complete book of witchcraft, and it's written by Raymond Buckland. Um, and supposedly this book is an excellent uh, introduction and everything into witchcraft and has some stuff in there that you can spell-wise and whatnot you can start off doing and whatnot. And then there's one I was looking up, and maybe uh, this predates it, this, the Grim, uh, or the, what's the name of these ones you're talking about? Grimoires, the yeah, untitled The, the untitled Grimoires. Because this book is called... Uh, the the way they spell this is different. It's called the uh, the discovery of witchcraft by uh, Reginald Scott C S C O T one T in in 1584. But the original title how is how it's spelled is the it's supposed to be the discover of discovery of witchcraft, but it's spelled it D I F C O U E R I E and. Uh, like I said, it came out in 1584. Maybe those predate it. I don't know. But that's one of the first books of witchcraft that was ever written, really, um, as far as book-wise, for the, for the craft. Which, to me, is pretty awesome because I like to see um, the origins of things and where they come from. and uh, That way, you also see the different interpretations of them. And, you know, we don't really get religious on here, but the Bible is a perfect example of that. People's interpretating, interpreting things oh, yeah. that are completely, probably opposite of what they originally were. You know what I'm saying? Uh, see, what did that say, 16th century? Something like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, see, and this one was like 1584, so they maybe came out right around the same time, actually. And uh, supposedly it's a really, really good book. I... I'm intrigued by um, by witchcraft because there's good witches and there's bad witches supposedly and all stuff. You know, I just I'm intrigued by it, so I'm gonna try and get a hold of if anyone listening to this considers himself a witch and legitimate and can show me or in the Wicca craft or in the Wicca craft. Yeah, get a hold of us. Give a hold of us. We, we really want to do a witchcraft episode, and we'd like to have a live witch with us. Yeah, we want to get someone who considered or or a warlock, either one. Um. And have a conversation, you know. And that would have been really cool for the vampire episode, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and guys, just so you know, this is not going to be some witch hunt. <laughs> but no, boom. no, but we really we want to have a serious conversation. Yeah, definitely. I- I'm highly intrigued by it. So, Oh, yeah. If you sure. know anyone who is or anything like that, send them our way. Tell them to get a hold of us. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah. Go ahead. I, okay. I just so, want to mention those. So the next one I want to talk about is a, a book called The Codex Genghis. Huh. The Codex Genghis was written somewhere around the 12th century. 
The Codex Genghis uh, is affectionately known as the Devil's Bible. Very interesting story behind mm. this book. So there was a monk during the 12th century. I didn't write down his name. I didn't feel it that pertinent for yeah. what we're doing here tonight. But this monk walled himself in to an area. He, couldn't ex- mm. he was walled in. I he know this story. Could not escape. Uh, was was left there to die. They put him in there. They put him in there. Yes, I remember yes. his whole... Yeah, I remember his um, So he started writing this manuscript called the Codex Genghis. Um, he wrote this book until he died. And right before he died, it is said that he conjured Satan to come in and finish the book for him. This book is one of the largest books that you'll ever see. It weighs in at an astonishing 165 pounds. Crazy. That is a big fucking book. And did, 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 I'm starting to remember this story. Okay, the, there's been some talk about it. Um, the, the book is... Uh, it, it, it's... The, the monk wrote this book to talk about life experiences and different like incantations and, and magic and stuff that he had experienced through his life. Um, and then, you know, he talks a lot about Satanism and all this stuff. Uh, very, very creepy story behind this, but basically the gist of it is if you find this book and you read it, uh, you will have extremely bad luck for the rest of your life. Um, and it usually starts, they say, within a couple of weeks of reading the book. Very creepy. Yeah, I'm staying away from that shit. I don't need no bad luck. Yeah, yeah. I don't need no, no bad juju on my way. No, no, no. Uh, so I've got another one here. that This kind of threw me for a loop. I was, I was shocked whenever I read this. Um, there is a book called The Orphan Story. So the orphan story was written by this man, and it was written between the years of 1608 and 1615. It's a long time to write a book. Fuck yeah. Okay? But what's even crazier, what's even crazier about this one is, the book itself was not even published until 2018. Whoa, shit. So we're talking 400 years later, this book finally gets published. Here's why. Everybody that tried to publish this book somehow died from some mysterious circumstance. Um, it was either a car accident or some strange illness that they couldn't explain. It was every person that was involved, not just the producer of the book, but people in the production company. So if they had five people that were involved in producing this book, all five of those people would die within a matter of weeks after starting on on this book. Very strange story. It was finally finally produced in 2018. A woman found it uh, deep in the archives of this production company, 
and decided to reproduce or produce the book yeah. and uh, put this book out for people to read. I don't know that I would want to read such a book. Well, but is she dead? No, she she survived. Maybe the curse is over. Maybe, maybe. Interesting. I don't know. I might. Uh, yeah, it's like, do you want to risk it or not? But then again, like I said, do you? Is it you putting that in your head? Right, right. And it's and it's weird because the the book is not when you think of a cursed book, you don't. It's not even what you would think about. It it's about a a story about a a family adopting someone and being an orphan and all these. Uh, you know, the the book's not a bad book by per se, but yeah. you yeah, know. Yeah. But uh, it just uh, caused some really uh, bad, bad mojo. Bad mojo. Bad mojo. Keep the bad mojo away. Um, I've got a whole list, but I'm just going to hit some highlights here. Uh, because Ryan's looking at me with an evil eye. With a penis. Uh, uh, this, uh, here's another one that I found was interesting. There's this, uh, There's a, 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 It's actually a poem. It's called Tomino's Hell. Uh, it was uh, released, oh, God, what was the name of that? Um, it was released in a collection of mm. poems. Uh, this was wrote in 1919. Uh, the strange thing about this is, is it's a short poem, and uh, I'm going to freak you out here. I actually read it online today. Okay. I, I read it uh, because the story behind this is... You're okay if you read it to yourself, but if you read it out loud, you'll die soon after. And it was very disturbing poem. Everybody I mean, knows that was, when it, everybody knows when you read, you read aloud. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, and it's very slow. <laughs> it's very slow, but uh, yeah, very uh, very creepy. Uh, Creepy poem. Huh, uh, I, like I said, I read. I, I honestly, I didn't read through the whole thing. I just read through a portion of it, uh, and uh, the way it started out was very creepy. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and read it to us? Blood and gore. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, I'll pull it up and read it, but you know, I'm not saying we're going to survive the night, though. Nope i don't want I don't want nothing to happen to you. So, so don't read the uh, damn story. So yeah. But yeah, don't read that. No, don't read that one. That's, uh, <laughs> that's some bad shit. Don't want that's no like that. reading the fucking newspaper. So, or uh, watch. Yeah, never. Or mind. watching the news. <laughs> Goddamn Democrats. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> and edit at thirty minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Um, okay, so moving on, we've got a uh, got one that kind of jumped out at me. Uh, it's called The Grand Grimoire. The Grand Grimoire is loosely titled The Gospel of Satan. Ooh. Uh, it was written by a man who was supposedly possessed by Lucifer himself at the time of writing. This book was so cryptic and so dangerous that it is now locked away 
inside the art, uh, inside the archives at the Vatican. Oh, I thought you were going to say at uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren's house. No, no, no. <laughs> it is. It has been locked away inside the Vatican archives. Just like uh, some kids. Oh, they I'm will sorry. not allow anybody to read the book. I don't even know that they will let you look at the book. Yeah, it's uh, the Vatican. They don't want nothing. They don't, they don't you know, want anybody in there. Unless you're a little anything. boy, and then they'll let you in there. Uh, um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, very creepy shit. Uh, just a little bit on this. Like I said, it was written by a man possessed by the devil. Uh, this 16th century book is known as one of the most terrifying occult books in existence. It contains dark incantations and instructions on how to summon demons and raise spirits from the dead. Sounds like my kind of book. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's locked away in the Vatican. Um, it is claimed that even opening the book is considered equivalent to selling your soul to the devil. Hmm. The devil. That woman, the devil. Uh, Football's the devil. Yeah. Uh, it, it is considered one of the most feared medieval manuscripts of all time. Crazy. We're talking about books, people. Books. Well, not only that, you know, you got... <laughs> I mean, and then you got... Here's the thing. It's fucking free. Why does the Vatican keep it? Why don't you just burn it then and get rid of it? Well, in some of these books, uh, it's very strange. Um, I had read on some of these that if you read the book, uh, the only way to save yourself from the curse is to burn the book and properly dispose of all the ashes. I don't know how you properly dispose of that. I threw mine in the garbage can. Oh shit! But you know, but that's that's where I am. So yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like some of those. Why do you even keep this shit? Just get rid of it if it's so evil. So I got a couple more I want to talk about here. um, If you guys will stick with me, fuck you. Um, (laughs) And these two books are books that. I have personally owned, um, I have read, uh, but don't take this the wrong way. Um, the first book I'm going to talk about, and these these don't really have grim consequences to reading. They're just... Fucked up? Well, they're just <laughs> books. I mean... Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So the first one I'm going to talk about is the Satanic Bible. I bought a copy of this when I was a teenager and read through it. Uh, the, Sat- the Satanic Bible was written by Anton Zandor LaVey. Uh, Anton LaVey. Anton Zandor LaVey. Anton LaVey. If you don't know who he is or if that name sounds remotely familiar to you, uh, Anton LaVey is the man who... He was a high priest, and he started the first church of Satan um, in, I believe, San Francisco, I, I, I think. It, it was in, Cal- Cal- it was in right. California. Uh, it was uh, Temple of Set. Um, Anton LaVey wrote this book, and basically it's a collection of essays, 
observations and rituals. Uh, this book was actually published into print. I had a paperback copy of it. Um, honestly, when I was a teenager, I was into... I've always been into dark shit, but I, I really got deep into Satanism. and I, Well, I say, don't, don't take me wrong, guys. I, got, I wanted to study it. I wanted to know about it. I wasn't out sacrificing children or lambs or animals or anything like that. I just really wanted to know what it was about. Um, you know, I grew up during the 80s. There was a lot of talk of Satanism and heavy metal music, and I'm a huge fucking metalhead. And, well, uh, you know, it just... It, it, I, so I bought the book. I wanted to read it. Um, it was very interesting to me. I read it front to back a couple times, honestly. Well, all this, the thing is, like, with this podcast, you know... It, that, it's curiosity. It, and, it really was. You know, I was what what was considered back in the day as a dabbler. I dabbled in Satanism. Yeah, um, see, I dabbled. wasn't necessarily a Satanist. You got you you looked into it. I studied it. Yeah, you looked into for it for quite a while uh, to the point that my mom was really nervous for a while. Um, in fact, that's how I lost this book. She uh, ended up finding it and burnt it. Well, she talked to me about it for a long time and decided that, you know, if that was what I wanted to do, she would let me continue to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, my mother was never really religious. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it wasn't like I was out there practicing rituals. I was just reading a book. You yeah, know, and, I guess, and that's and that's kind of I was what just it, interested. That's kind of what I'm getting at is like with this podcast, you know, we're interested in this kind of shit, weird, unique, unusual, out of the box type shit. Yeah, I could not tell you where my copy of this book went. My, I, if I, if I had to guess, my mother probably threw it away. Honestly, um, there's nothing bad behind the Satanic Bible. Uh, in fact, I found it very interesting, their beliefs. Uh, one of the things that, that you know, always interested me in Satanism was Anton LaVey believed in the, you know, God always teaches you everything is a sin. There's really no sin in Satanism. If... One of the lines that I remember from the book is, if somebody would smite you on the face, you should smite them back twice as hard. Yes. It was all eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Exactly. Hell yeah. So, anyway, the Satanic Bible, like I said, was published in 1969. I bought it somewhere around 82, 83, because um, I'm an old fucker. Old uh, bastard. So, the Satanic Bible consists of four books. There is the Book of Satan, the Book of Lucifer, the Book of Belial, and the Book of Leviathan. Uh, each book has its own purpose, but the biggest portion of the Satanic Bible is the Book of Lucifer. The Book of Lucifer consists of 12 chapters, and it kind of holds the most philosophy from Satanism in it. Um, and honestly, it, it deals with a lot of topics that, as a teenager, you deal with, you know, such as indulgence, love, hate, sex, 
Love, uh, hate, love. Um, the Satanic Bible at that point for me was a metalhead's dream. You know, um, it it told me that I didn't have to be afraid of doing something wrong. Satan would forgive me. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. I am not a Satanist. I'm a devout Christian. Uh, but there was a lot of interest there. And I kind of walked the walk for a little while. Uh, yeah. Just not really a practicing Satanist. Like I said, I didn't have a coven. I didn't, you researched I didn't it. go to a church. But I was very interested in their way of life. Um, it, this book came, came out, and I got a hold of it at a time where I was very... Uh, oh... Impressionable? Impressionable. That's exactly the word I was trying to think of. Yeah. I was very impressionable. I mean, yeah. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, it was to the point, it was weird. I carried this book around with me everywhere I went. I didn't flaunt it. I didn't show it off to people. Yeah. But I had it in case I needed to, you know, needed to read some stuff. Um, it was a big part of my life for a few years, you know. Yeah. Um, I wasn't. Like I said, I was not a practicing Satanist. I just yes, was he very, was. I was just very interested in the got- way this guy perceived Satanism. Um, Anton Lavey was a character. <laughs> Honestly, Anton Lavey was a genius, but he was how oh, you know it's like those. Uh, that's how a lot of cults cult are. Leader. He was like a cult leader. Yeah, I was going to say, it's how a lot of cults are. Uh, Most cults. You know, he was just very persuasive. And don't get me twisted, guys. Religion can be a cult, too. I mean, don't. there's a lot of fucking cultish shit. And there is. I'm there not is. very religious anymore, you know, at a point in time I was. I But my thing now is, is it's like, I can't. I can't uh, have anyone tell me, A, what I need to fucking do in life, right. and B, that you're better to me because you live this certain way. I don't, I don't care. I treat everybody, I treat everybody accor- accordingly, and that's what it is. To I, quote the great Phil Anselmo in the Pantera song, Fucking Hostile. Fucking Hostile. I will call no man my father who is no closer than a stranger. True that. True so. that. Anyway, Take that as you will. That's enough on the religion. So, stuff. anyway. That's uh, the Satanic Bible. Yeah. Anton Zandor LeVay. Here's a cool fact about Anton Zandor LeVay. So, I'm watching this movie not too long ago called The Devil's Reign. The Devil's Reign. The Devil's Reign, if I remember right, it came out in like 72 or 73. Uh, may have been earlier than that. Uh one of the people that they credited for helping them write the script for the movie was none other than Anton LaVey. Huh. Well, yeah, I mean... So, but it was a movie all about Satanism there you and go, stuff. Yeah. So, you know. So. All right. So now we're going to move on to the big one. The big Oshilata. Big one. Everybody has heard of this. We're probably going to talk about it for a little while, so get Strap ready. In. Strap on. We're going to talk about H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft's The Necronomicon. The Necronomicon. Loosely titled The Book of the Dead. The Book of 
Uh, if you are a horror movie buff, yeah. you have heard about this book Hell in yeah. several movies. Hell yeah. Uh, most important one, Evil Dead. Yes. Uh, it has also been in several TV shows that revolve around Ouija boards. Uh, or the TV show doesn't, but, yeah. you know, the, there, there's been a Ouija board uh, associated with it. Um, any kind of witchcraft episodes. Uh, and then also, I thought this was funny. I didn't know this. There was a, in the Archie comics, there was a dark series <laughs> that dealt with the Necronomicon. Necronomicon. So, uh, the Necronomicon, like I said, it's also referred to as the Book of the Dead. It is, and don't freak out here, it is a fictional grimoire, which is a textbook of magic. It appeared in stories by horror writer H.P. Lovecraft. It was first mentioned in Lovecraft's 1924 short story, The Hound, which was written in 1922 and released in 1924. Lovecraft wrote that the title is translated from the Greek language and it's meant an image of the law of the dead is what Necronomicon stands for. I thought that was cool. I didn't know that until I started doing this research. The laws of the dead. The law of the dead. The title has been voraciously translated by others as Book of the Names of the Dead, Book of the Laws of the Dead, Book of Dead Names, and Knower of the Laws of the Dead, and also Book of the Dead, as we mentioned earlier. In 1927, Lovecraft himself wrote a brief pseudo-history of the Necronomicon. It was published... In 1938, which was after his death, um, if I remember right, I think he passed away in 32. Uh, I'm not positive on that. I could be wrong. But uh, anyway, uh, it was published after his death with a title of History of the Necronomicon. According to the uh, account, the book was originally called Al Azif. Very cool story behind that. Uh, Al Azif is an Arabic word that Lovecraft defined as the nocturnal sound uh, made by insects, supposed to be the howling of demons. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know where they came up with that, but that's what they that's what they done did said. That's what they done did over there. So in the history, so I owned a copy of the Necronomicon. I owned a newer version of it. There there was a uh, one that was put out in 1980, I think, is when it came out. Uh, it may be in this list here, but it was Simon's Necronomicon. And it was translated, and there was some stuff left out of it. But I did read through it. Very f- fucked up book. I mean... Was it encased in human skin? No, mine was not. It was a paperback <laughs> with a cardboard cover. Um, it did have a cool uh, 
picture on the front of it, though. But, you know, hey. Uh, in the history, uh, there was an, uh, an Arab man. In the book, he's called the Mad Arab. Uh, his name was Al-Hazard, or Hazred. Al-Hazred, maybe, is how they pronounce that. Um, he is said to have been a half-crazed Arab. Now, I know throughout the book, they call him the Mad Arab. So, hmm. you know, uh, he worshipped the Lovecraftian entities Yog sothoth and Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Everybody's heard of Cthulhu, or I hope you have. If you haven't, mm, well, yeah. maybe you You're should the- check in on it. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Look up Cthulhu. It's a... Very cool uh, demon-esque creature. Um, this was in the early 700s. Damn. That this took place. Uh, in his last years, he lived in Damascus, where he wrote Al-Azif before, he, uh, before his sudden and mysterious death in 738. Uh, did him writing this book cause his death i don't know about that but groovy according to lovecraft's history of the necronomicon copies of the original necronomicon were held by only five institutions worldwide so we're talking the original book yeah that was supposedly written in human blood and bound in human flesh fucking love that it's just some cool shit. Mm-hmm. So apparently there were only five copies of this book, and it was in five institutions worldwide. One of them was the British Museum. The other was, I, I don't know that I can say this word, but I'm going to try it. It's the Bibliotrec National de France. De France. I, I am not. Uh, it's funny. I'm French in origin, but I can't speak French. Oui, oui. Um, <laughs> uh, the Wildener Library of Harvard University in Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, the University of Buenos Aires, and the library, which th- I thought this was really interesting. At the local Walmart. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the Rolla Public Library. Um, no, uh, it's supposedly in a library at... Miskatonic University, which is in uh, which is in Arkham, Massachusetts. Now, I am going to say this: Miskatonic University is a fictional place that H.P. Lovecraft wrote about in his book, and there is no Arkham, Massachusetts. Or is there? There may be. There may not be. Or is there different uh, dimension? The Miskatonic University also holds the Latin translation, which was translated by Olius Warmius, uh, and it was printed in Spain in the 17th century, if you believe that this place exists. Uh, Lovecraft was often asked about the veracity of the Necronomicon, and always answered that it was completely his invention. 
Now you got to take that as you will. Mm-hmm. Does the Necronomicon truly exist, or does it not? The line between fact and fiction was, har- was further blurred in the late 1970s when a book purportedly to be the translation of the real Necronomicon was published. This book, by the pseudo, uh, pseudonyms Simon, had little connection to the fictional Lovecraft mythos, but instead was based on Sumerian mythology. It was later dubbed the Simon Necronomicon, which is what I had a copy of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was going into trade paperback in 1980. It has never been out of print and has sold 800,000 copies. And this was as of ni- uh, 2006. Hmm. So the Simon's Necronomicon has sold 800,000 copies between 1980 and 2006. If you're keeping track, people, that's 26 years, 800,000 copies. There's got to be something about this book. It was interesting. It was an interesting read. Don't get me wrong. Um, (laughs) But it, (coughs) Simon's Necronomicon is the most popular version of the Necronomicon to date. So I want to see, so there are originals. There, supposedly. Nobody can prove that, though. See, that's like those. Uh, that's like the Grimm. Lovecraft himself claims that it was a fictitious invitation or invitation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a fictitious uh, creation. Creation is. of his. Uh, but then he'll also say that it was based on a real yeah thing. Uh, nobody really knows. Maybe they're trying to keep it away. From Maybe them. somebody does know. Exactly. Uh, Maybe there's a different dimension. If <laughs> Maybe. I'm with Maybe. you. I'm 100% um, real. So the Necronomicon, what, what is so interesting about that is how hard the Necronomicon grabbed society. It, it en- engulfed so- uh, social culture for years. I blame it on Bruce Campbell. Um, and... Bruce Campbell brought it to the forefront with the release of The Evil Dead. Actually, it wasn't Bruce Campbell. It was Sam Raimi. But Bruce Campbell was God. Um, <laughs> but uh, Hail to the king, baby. So what's interesting about it is, is it, it's been called the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. And in fact, that's what they call it in The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, in all iterations of that series, uh, all four movies, it, it's considered the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. And it is still con- called that in certain cultures around the world. Now, wouldn't that be a cool thing to actually get a hold of an, origi- an oh, original copy of this? I read... Uh, an English translation of it. Exactly. And the English translation of it was a very creepy book. It was, it, it was very, it was out there. Yeah. Um, I would love to get a hold of an original copy of this and has one translated. The problem is, is, right. I would have to have somebody translate it and yeah, you should be able to trust them to be able to translate it. So, 
Man, yeah, that's cool. But, yeah. So the Necronomicon, there's no like, there's no hardship that's going to befall you for reading this book. But you can't have an episode about cryptic writings and not talk about the Necronomicon. You have to talk about it. Oh, yeah. And I'm not serious about the different dimensions, you know. Who knows, man? If, yeah. the, if there's, if, yeah. who knows, guys? There Something was, for you guys to research and check it out. See if you can't get a copy yeah. of it. There was some other stuff that I ran across, but I, you know, I didn't really want to get into them. There, yeah. there was the, the Voynich manuscript and some other, you know, some other ones that I ran across, but I, you know, I wanted to hit the, hit the high ones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent, man. And that's just but, uh, some stuff for you guys to look into, you know, uh, and uh, have some fun with. Be careful, you know, because um, you can create your own uh, chaos. Oh, by all means, be careful. Some of these I would absolutely not read with Ryan's eyes. I mean, I just don't even <laughs> yes, want to go there. Yes, he would. Um, you know. But, yeah, guys, just be careful uh, if you do. When you're looking into these things, be very careful. Yeah. Be uh, smart about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and it's, and it's a curiosity uh, that... You know, a book, something, you know, on paper, you know, uh, wrapped in leather or whatever, could Worse. be so detrimental to a person. It's a mental you know? game, man. It's a mental it, game. And, and you're right. A lot of it is. A lot of it is. So, but that's my, uh, that's yeah, my guys. deal on cryptic writings. I liked it. Good episode. So, uh, a lot of cool stuff for you guys to look into and check out. Some so, things we may uh, we may uh, get into on different episodes. Yeah, a few other things. Um, I want to bring something up that's off topic here. Nope, we don't do off topic. Yeah, we're we're gonna do off topic. We don't do off topic because you'll find this very interesting because I I, I sure did mm. and I need to do some research on it. Ooh. So one of my buddies at work, he knows I'm into weird shit and and <laughs> stuff. Sticks. And he asked me. He said, "Have you ever heard of this thing called Randonautica?" And I said, no. And he said, well, let me, let me tell you a story. And so he said that it's a big thing going on right now. And I'm going to throw his name out there. Cody, thanks for the info. It was, uh, it was really cool. Uh, Randonautica is actually an app that you can put on your phone. Um, I'm not promoting the app by no means. I just thought this was a really fucking cool and creepy story. It was right up our alley. So, Randonautica, what it is, is it is a company that they randomly, it's, it's a number generator, mm-hmm. okay? So, it randomly oh, generates yeah, yeah, yeah. numbers. Well, what it generates is coordinates. Mm-hmm. It randomly generates coordinates. So, what happens is you get under Rando, Randonautica, and you tell it to, it knows where you're at, and, and it will generate a coordinate, and then it will lead you there. The weird thing about it is, is there's all kinds of videos on YouTube right now of people that have been using this Randonautica and finding some really fucked up shit. Like, really fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, creepy places, fucking haunted places. And it's just, uh, they, they don't tell it where they want to go. It tells them where to go. It just randomly generates a number, and they go there and they look at it. it basically, it was built to... Get people out and let them explore their surroundings. Says that, right? 
Like, it says that. Let me get in. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so one of the big stories that he told me was, is there was a, there's a video of these girls that had ran a random number on this thing, and it led them to a place out in the middle of freaking nowhere. And when they got there, there was a freaking suitcase laying there. So they're like, okay, what the hell is a suitcase? So they went over to the suitcase, and they unzipped it and peeled the suitcase open. There's a dead body inside the suitcase. Oh, shit. So, of course, they call the police. Police show up. They pick up this body. You know, I, I don't know much more about the story than that. Mm-hmm. But he said there was other instances where uh, people had went it had sent them somewhere and it was like at a a gas station out in some small town or whatever and it shows these people and like these are real stories because like they're videotaping as they're as they're going it's like they're out hiking or whatever well so these people are videotaping the this is another incident totally different people they're videotaping as they're going and they get to this this place where they're supposed to go, and it's like, oh, cool, check it out, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just so happens, there happens to be a homeless lady pushing a grocery cart around. That fucking suitcase was in her grocery cart. Hmm. So it was really bizarre. There, uh, I, I haven't done a lot of research into it or looked at it very much, yeah. but uh, there's supposed to be some really crazy videos on YouTube about it right now. I'll check that out. So... Just thought I'd throw it out there. It sounded interesting. Something we can do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Fuck so, it, I'm down. So. I'll keep, I'll anyway, take, take it. It sounded ARs. cool. Randonautica is the name of the company. Yeah. And Check I don't think out. they're doing it on purpose. I think it's just fucking random. Oh, God, here's a dead body. <laughs> yeah, guys. So if or you who check. Who knows? Maybe it's a serial killer running that fucking. Yeah. If you're one of our guys or ladies and you're checking that out and you find something cool, send us the info and stuff and we'll talk about it. So, uh, yeah, guys. Yeah, if anybody's ever heard of that, fucking get a hold of us. Something else fun for you guys to do. So, yeah. A lot of sure. cool shit, guys. Um, yeah. We love you. Hell yeah. Love your support. Facebook's booming. Everything's going great and amazing as fucked yeah, up as 2020's been. Cool, man. That's and cool. uh, we're going to keep rocking this shit out, guys. You know, we always put something out for you. We always, we always try our hardest to make sure we put some a good podcast out for you, no matter what's going on. So that's just what we do. That's how we do it. That's how we fucking roll. So yeah, guys, we love you. Keep listening. Keep sharing. Keep telling everybody about it, and get a hold of us. We want to put some damn guests on the show. So you guys get a hold of us. What do you want to talk about? Movies, books, video games, paranormal shit. Any of that. Get a hold of us, guys. Um, Necronomicon's been in a lot of video games, too. Yep. So any of you you witches out there or warlocks, get a hold of us, and we'll try to set something up, guys. We love you. Thanks for the support. And uh, you guys know how it goes. As always, until next time, keep it creepy. creepy.